0: You're listening to the Painted Goddess Podcast. This is episode number 52, and I am Jennifer Hirishu. And that's a poem. It is Wednesday and it's April Fool's Day and while nothing seems to be funnier than April Fool's Day during all of this, I um, have been trying not to use too much humor to avoid my feelings, which, you know, being that that's how I normally would kind of buffer all of this from really impacting me. I'm recognizing, you know, avoidance patterns, that kind of thing. And yet, humor has um, a vibe that can help us in this. So today I hope you find some humor and I hope that you laugh. And um, if you have not done so lately, I highly suggest... um, Looking at my TikTok, which has been taken over by my daughter who wants to be TikTok famous. Not really. She doesn't really know what that means, but we actually figured it out in homeschool this last week and posted a video of her doing a vibe check. And it is fucking epic. And we're really proud of ourselves for having figured it out. So if you need a good laugh, there it is. There's my offering Today on the podcast, I want to unpack some of the astrology that's going on. There's a lot of really cool astrological components that have been equated to what we're going through. Saturn moved into Aquarius on the 22nd, which is literally kind of the restrictions of freedom. And so we find ourselves at home restricting and editing out all that is quote unquote unnecessary and finding out what is actually essential to run this uh, so-called economy which of course brings up um, a very poignant quote that I read in a post from somebody who said I have been deemed essential I have a note that says I'm essential and a paycheck that says that I am not So there's that. I hope that in any way that you can right now, if you have sturdy income, you're supporting those who you normally support that are small businesses. You know, that person that cuts your hair, the person that does your nails. There are people who are small business owners who it really makes a difference to. And if you are still getting the income, if your income has been undisturbed, perhaps float them a little love in order to keep them going. And I'm really, really grateful for anyone who has continued to support my work. And if you happen to feel like you want to support this podcast, there is a support option on the Anchor app uh, where this podcast is recorded. If you listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, that kind of thing, you can just go back to Anchor Pods and find my podcast, the Painted Goddess podcast, and click on the support button for as little as a dollar. You can support the work that I do here if you find benefit in it. And I really, really appreciate it. Every little bit counts and helps. Um, and yet, you know, I'm floating along. I'm still doing all this work online. I've been in more Zoom rooms this week than I can remember ever being in and seeing more faces than i can ever remember seeing in a virtual space. So that is kind of exciting. We're definitely in these times where you know, you know, 5 years ago none of this would have been possible. Maybe 5. Yes. 10 definitely not. So where there's so much privilege to work from home While we've been basically told, um, at least in corporate America, like, you can't work from home, you won't get anything done, we all know that was a lie. (laughs) So um, from someone who's been working from home for over a year, I'll, I'll have some tips on the other side of this podcast for those of you, things that I've learned from working at home. So stay tuned for that. But like I said, I wanted to start off this um, podcast with a little bit, I always do a little bit of housekeeping, and then I always do a little bit of astrology. I try, I think, to to remember doing that. It's definitely one of those um, pieces that I, that I want to always include in the podcast because it, I'm such a nerd about it that it's on my mind constantly, and so... One of the things that came up this week actually was uh, one of my clients reached out to me. She had done a Jupiter Year Ahead reading, which I called an Expand Your Vision reading. It was all about Jupiter moving through uh, Capricorn, which means that Capricorn is in your chart, right? You have all the signs in your chart. Capricorn is going to be in one or two houses of your chart, and so that means that when Jupiter runs over Capricorn in your natal chart, it's going to be activating certain aspects of your life. It might contain other planets that it will meet up with and kind of activate that energy. So, you know, there's a lot of going, a lot of going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in Capricorn as well. Pluto's there. Saturn's been there. It finally, like I mentioned just before, moved into Aquarius. It's going to go retrograde back into Capricorn. So we're just getting a taste of what Saturn in Aquarius is like. I'm sure everyone's taste in their mouth about that is like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's a weird taste. But, you know, again, this Aquarian age where we're living, where it's like, What does it mean to be physically distanced and socially closer maybe than you've ever been? I've seen such beautiful things happening. And in fact, that same client who called me asking about this reading, and I'll get to what she was specifically asking about and then kind of expand upon that. But just for a moment to just like love the fact that she was about to go on to a family game night Zoom call with her family and they live in different places Right. But they're all self-quarantined. And so, you know, more people are home, more people are available at different times, less people have all these different things going on outside of the home. So I encourage you to find ways to connect with people who are usually too busy to fit you in, maybe to their Friday night schedule. And, you know, I saw some um, people in their own homes having family dinner together where everybody set up a screen and everyone could see each other's tables and, and, and everything. So there's definitely ways to connect and I hope that you're utilizing them. I hope that you're not hunkering down in worry and fear and um, only with your own thoughts and the news <laughs> because that is not recommended. And um, so, this client, she call or she she messaged me and asked me about um, this conjunction that's happening. And in the expand your vision reading, I had just mentioned the major planets and the generational planets. So it was really the fact that Pluto and Jupiter are conjunct right now at 24 degrees Capricorn, and that happens for a while. It actually, happened. It's through from the 27th of March, I believe, just a couple days ago, until the 5th of April. So, all this week, there is a conjunction of Pluto and Jupiter. There's also Pallas Athena at 24 degrees Capricorn, which was not part of the Expand Your Vision readings that I put out because I wasn't really practicing. Um, well I was practicing uh, learning about the asteroids they've become really important to me to learn because they're the feminine aspects you know there's only other one there's only one planet really Venus that represents a feminine energy other than the moon of course so the moon and, and Venus are kind of the the lone women in the planetary bodies and so I've been making it a point to really watch these asteroids as they go around and this is Pallas Athena, Cirrus, Juno, um, uh, Lilith. (laughs) And so it's definitely come into my awareness more often. And so now we look at this conjunction. And just alone, the Pluto-Jupiter conjunction is lit. Okay, so the fact that Pluto's been in Capricorn for a few years now, it's going to be there until twenty twenty four in fact, and um that's syncing up with our um the in the u s we're having a pluto return more on that always in the future um because it's really happening you know Pluto is the great transformer um you might know him as Hades, god of the underworld, lord of the underworld, and also god's brother <laughs> um right? I think it's forgotten, uh, you know, that he was an angel. And so the Lord of the underworld, his brother Jupiter, okay, who is Zeus, who is God, okay, all those mythologies kind of fusing together. So Jupiter is Zeus. And Zeus had a daughter named Athena. Pallas Athena was born of Zeus's head, he She sprang out of his brain, it was a brain child. She was fully formed as a feminine warrior, and she was a uh, wild woman, and she was an archer. She is a was is. She's an archer. she is um, uh, associated with wildlife and um, wilderness as well as the mental acuity to see patterns and to watch and notice cycles of patterns and so whoa what the fuck so we've got the Lord of the underworld which by the way is Athena's uncle the brother and um, and Jupiter so Pluto and Jupiter and again, Jupiter is the planet of expansion, of growth. It wants to push the edges. It wants you to go further than you've ever gone. So it's going to expand anything it touches. Well, because it's in Capricorn all year, right now it's expanding government, law, rule, um, <laughs> structures, and ec- expanding them to the point of exploding, I would say, because I think our um, faith in... What the government can do to protect us has been absolutely rocked in this country and across the globe, but also just the structures that we rely on, the economic structures, the financial structures. What does it mean when that gets expanded and we start to expand our vision of what an economy means? When you think of alternative economic structures, which only right now uh, you know, well, up until probably 10 years ago, really only existed on a, on a global scale in very small communities that were trade economies. Maybe they were in kibbutzes or, or um, communes, right? And they were problematic because you didn't have any value outside of that trade community where you could, you know, kind of leave. So you're kind of trapped there. Does that make sense? So like I went and visited Findhorn in the 90s, right? I've told this story before. And um, and when I learned of it, I, I mean, it sounds idyllic, right? To live in a small community where you're supported by peers, people who if they don't believe like you, they are doing the work to kind of lean in and try and understand what your perspective is based on your experiences. It's a very kind of Freeing feeling to be like Yeah you can show up how you want And if I judge you it's because I have experienced something Different but I'm also willing to Discuss diplomatically Without kind of these shitty Kind of dismissive You know invalidating kinds of Conversations that I think happen a lot Nowadays between You know the right and the left And the blue and the red and the blah 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 right So When we look at it from a global, you know, from a backup perspective, like back it up, right? Six feet back, y'all. It's like this is that Aquarian space where you zoom out and everything that seems such like a high pitch, seems like a really big distance starts to get closer. And you recognize, you know, the similarities between what one believes is it's their experience. They have evidence that clearly has guided them to believe what they believe you know believe believe what you want, but remember that everyone is literally a product of their environment and has been has been programmed in their own unique way based on their experiences and they're living their pro- they're living they're living their truth right even if their truth is like wow, so sheltered or um you know, full of propaganda or whatever it is, or full of woo, you know, everybody can have like, whole. you know, everyone, everyone is kind of somebody's like, what? Right? Like, how did you get to that conclusion? It's literally just from experience. That's how that happens, right? It's how you happened. It's how you happen to believe what you believe. And so, you know, Jupiter wants to really expand that idea of structural Um, efficacy it's like it's like you know let's look at all the cracks and let's make them bigger so you can look into the depths of these cracks so when we find things breaking down and not working and then pluto's pluto's been by the way breaking up the up the structure in capricorn for a while now been doing the work so that you know, breaking the, you know, kind of shaking everything. It's almost like Pluto came in and caused an earthquake. And then Jupiter comes in and looks at that fissure, all those little fissures and says, well, let's make this one bigger because that's not structurally sound. So they've been working in tandem together. And now there's this conjunction that's happening for this week. And we see ourselves kind of opening our eyes, I think, in a lot of ways to, the vulnerabilities of the structure we've built and how it doesn't actually have a sustainable, you know, which a lot of people have known, by the way. And I think that there's definitely, um, you know, different perspectives to look at it from. But I think one thing we can, you know, I, I posted something earlier. It's like, you know, we can't go back to normal because normal was not working. Right. Whatever you think normal is, was not working. So what are we, you know, learning right now? Well, Athena came into this conjunction like, yeah, here, let's look at the patterns. Let's take a systematic kind of approach and look at those patterns. So on a on a larger global collective level, we're looking at those patterns. What are the patterns of ignorance and abuse and neglect that leaves lots of people vulnerable? What are the systemic ways in which, um, you know, economic uh, growth and expansion has left multitudes of people and kinds of people behind. And then on a personal level, because it always comes back to the personal, when you look at your natal chart, you can see where 24 degrees Capricorn is and maybe understand how that might personally be working for you in your life. Okay, so <clears throat> again, all of these transits are teaching us collectively, and then they get down to the personal. And oftentimes, if you do the personal work, you can be of more service to the collective. And so that's the medicine, I think, of working with your personal astrology, opening up to some of the larger, um, you know, themes that come through as these planets transit your 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 natal landscape and your natal chart. And then you get to, you know, contemplate like, wow, how have I, you know, been working with this energy and how has it been, you know, kind of blowing apart at the seams? So I give that to you and I hope that that is useful in some way or fashion. What else is I, what else do I want to say about that? So the other part of this is you know pluto being the underworld and you know it's also it's the mystery it's the shadow it's the part of things that we don't want to look at right so as we look at the social the criminal justice system as we look at homelessness we look at our criminals and we think that because we've put them away they're gone right because we, you know, homeless people are not necessarily visual to us every day. And when they are, it's kind of, you know, I think it's a hard thing to look at. It's something we don't want to actually look at and see and see them as people. We don't want to see a mirror. We don't want to see them as a mirror of us, right? We don't, I don't think, um, we don't have a tendency to affiliate ourselves with things that are hard for us to look at, right? We, we want to see beautiful, you know, and amazing things and see ourselves in that, right? I think that's a it's a confirmation bias of i'm okay, i'm all right, what i'm doing is right. And so when we come up against these kind of the underbelly of society, like our economy has created this rift. It has created homeless people, it has created racial injustice, it has created the criminal justice system. And when we hide away certain aspects of our society um, and and then block them out of, you know, in 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 a felons, you know, instance, we block them out of the voting system, you know. And so there's all these ways in which uh, people become less human slowly, but surely both from an internal level and an external level. Right. Their impact on society gets less. And In some cases, you know, we're like, great, I'm glad that sociopath does not have the right to vote, I guess, right? There's definitely um, sociopathic narcissists and crazy people who are bred by our society. By the way, we produce these people, okay? And so we can't just shove them away. And we did for a really long time. I mean, institutions have a long fucked up history and the criminal justice system just as well. Um, So uh, if you don't know about some of that history, there are a lot of really great documentaries right now on uh, Netflix that you can watch and um, and see how some of this has played out. Um, But if you're not interested in that, um, you know, like I said, it's hard to fucking look at. It's hard to talk about. It's a huge downer. And I tend not to focus on that too much, especially on this podcast, because what I'm trying to work through in this podcast mostly is how to make ourselves resilient, how to, you know, really access the clarity that comes from working with intuitive tools and, you know, straight up witchy shit, right? I mean, you know, how do we actually support ourselves in a way that, brings magic into our life and really makes it real because that experience is also true. And so, you know, working with the moon, working with astrology, understanding the archetypes, I'm super here for that. So I'll move on. But remember, notice the patterns of your fucking shit you don't want to look at. Notice what really is hard for you to recognize as part of society and that possibly you are I am contributing to that by ignoring or invalidating its existence with our ignorance. Okay. <laughs> On the other side of this, I'm going to talk to you all about what it's like to work from home for me and give you some tips and tricks and so and encourage you, support you, encourage you uh, to do what is needed in order to be productive at home. All right. Ah, welcome back, witches. Okay, so let's talk about how to work from home and not lose your mind. Witch edition. (laughs) So when I left corporate America, I had 12 years under my belt of working for a company who was, um, when I first started working there, nine people, and we did all sorts of things. We wore lots of hats. We had to bootstrap it. We really were minding even how many pens we'd have at a time in the office, really watching kind of what we spent our money on. And we really did only buy the essentials. We didn't really, you know, have a lot of excess at a time, uh, which presented its own uh, problems as we grew right but i learned to kind of manage um man, manage a business i recognize i grew a lot during that time through thick and thin of how our resources especially people wise was lacking or um you know we didn't have certain skills available to us you know and there wasn't always the option to hire that stuff out so you know time management became a real you know uh does, uh what's the word it became a real focus of mine i guess i would say because there were days where i found myself putting out fires and not really um doing my quote unquote actual job and so i find that working from home is very much like that because there are the everyday distractions We're, you know, I think normally used to, you know, having some structure in our life helps us to have these cues where, okay, here's, here's, here's me getting up at this time. I'm going to do this little morning routine and get out the door and then I'm going to drive and then I'm going to get there and then I'm going to clock in and then I'm going to do this thing and then I do this first and then I do this next and then I, you know, and some of us you know are are definitely um, more regimented than others. I think all of our styles are very valid. Mine is definitely geared by a to do list i 'm very virgo in that way and I highly recommend some form of goal setting every day you know it is It is known that one of the highly effective you know habits of effect you know of successful people is to Have a goal, you know, set an intention for the day. What is it that you have to get done? And there are a lot of uh, little tips on this. Um, One of them is, you know, really simplifying it into, hey, I need, you know, if you have your top three things that have to get done, those are the things that you make um, actual space for in your schedule. Now, I am a huge planner fanatic. And I'd love to hear what <laughs> what you all think of planners. I would love to know if I've got a lot of people who are like, I fucking live by planners. I don't live by planners. My planner literally is a second brain for me. And it frees up a lot of my mind space to be creative. And that's one of the best things I think about it. Um It also, you know, can, you know, if I don't know where it's at for a moment, which hardly ever happens, by the way, I I do have like these little moments of stress, like, ooh, I need to find it. Where is it? I don't know what I'm doing because I really don't store that information. I, I relegate, I, you know, I, 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 I give that information to my planner and then I trust that it will when, when all I have to do then is look at the list, look at the day and do what it, do what I told myself to do. Right. And so <laughs> that is a big deal having having something external that reminds you. And you know, of course nowadays there's all sorts of calendar apps and shit like that with reminders and everything like that. You can kind of but it takes time to manage it. So do not forget to make space to manage that schedule because if you fail to actually plan your time ahead of time, you will often find huge gaps of time just floating away from you. And I've definitely had days like that. I'm not fucking perfect. With my kids at home, it's been a huge challenge because I get distracted and pulled away, right? So it's not as though I I have to remember what it's like last summer. So there's a little bit of a different mode that I went into when I was working over the summer. And my kids were home and I had to remember that, you know, they they needed cues too. their schedule had gone away, too. So without their, you know, schedule being um, present and they were going to school and lunch was at this time and, you know, all that stuff, they don't always manage themselves very well. Clearly. Right. We are the same. All of us are the same in that way. So reminding yourself what you actually need. I do best when I take a Sunday, an hour on Sunday, and I sit down with my planner and I have a little date with her and we cuddle up and I make some goals for what I'd like to get done, what I need to get done, and then what I need for my mental health, all of that. So yoga goes in there almost first and then I build my schedule around some of that stuff. I think a lot of us actually think the opposite, and we squeeze in the self-care pieces because we don't have time for it. That is a fucking trap, and it's a lie you tell yourself so that later you can be the victim of your own busyness. I said it. It's a harsh fucking truth, and if you're not ready to hear it, I'm so sorry. You can ignore it if you want at your own peril, (laughs) but that is the goddamn truth. If you do not prioritize the things you need to center yourself and give yourself love and care, then you will suffer mentally, physically, emotionally. We're humans. We need soothing. We need comforting. uh, You know, we need comforting, comforting um, predictability. We need structure. So give that gift to yourself. Decide ahead of time. Thinking of it as being like, I'm really good. I decided, and I've said this before, I've decided about 30, I don't know, it was 34, 35. I, I was like, I am good at making decisions. And I just told myself that a bunch. Now, I had... Avoided decisions. I am a Gemini rising after all. And, you know, making decisions with Geminis is a book that I have yet to write, but I will write it. And making decisions for Geminis and with Geminis, knowing that part of myself is one, I have noticed quite a few things that I do to avoid myself, to procrastinate. To tell myself that there isn't enough time and to whittle away the hours with little piddly things. But I'm reminded of a great, uh, you know, metaphor that was given to me and that I've said before, I think, too, in this podcast where you have the jar and you put the big rocks in it. Is it full? No. You put the gravel in it. Is it full? You fill it all the way up to the top with gravel. Is it full? No. You pour tiny pebbles into it is it full no you shake it down right put sand into it so all the way full to the brim is it full no you can still pour water in it but if you fill that shit with water first you're fucked you plunk those hard big rocks inside and all the water falls out so don't treat any part of your essential being like Like any of the, like, right? Like you have to prioritize. What's the big chunk? Well, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Nothing. If you don't have your sanity with you on board, you are not likely to produce quality work. No matter what you're doing with your life, whether you hate that job or love that job, if you have not filled your cup Emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, you will suffer eventually. Some of us have more endurance for that shit than others. And I highly recommend, you know, doing periods where you're resilience training for that, right? Because there are stressful times when you're going to have to pop into action and you don't have time to fucking sip water with lemon in it, right? So you need to make sure that you're in prime condition. And that happens through resilience training, of some form or another and part of that is prioritizing self-care that is a big rock you you know you can argue all you want that making money and paying your bills is a big rock yes true right it's just like oh i'm not gonna go to you know um i'm not gonna not pay my bills in order to do something that's frivolous right that's adulting (laughs) right pay your bills first and then this is what i have left Oh, shit, I don't get to go do what I want to do this month because I don't have anything extra. All of those things are at play here when you talk about what it is that you make priorities for. So producing quality work is part of being as resilient as possible because you are going to have to, I think, rise to the occasion, especially if you have kids and you're working at home. There is much more stress You know, even if you were working in an office, let's be honest, and had a boss who was constantly asking you to put out fires or a department manager or somebody or customers that you're constantly dealing with, maybe that's still true while you're working at home. And you have to respond in the moment very quickly and agilely, right? If you don't have all your wits about you, then it's going to um, cause a problem either right then or afterwards. And you won't have the um, right mindset to go and do the self-care afterwards always, right? I think, oh, I'm going to work out when I get home, right? It's it's why people say, like, go and work out first. Go and do that in the first part of your day because then it's fucking done. You don't have to argue with yourself about it. Now, I don't always do that, but I do feel fucking good when I do yoga first thing in the morning. I do feel great. I feel great when I do it at night too. I don't think I've ever regretted doing a yoga class in fact and I highly recommend it so that part is it's you've got to figure out what your non-negotiables are and put that on your date book first do it ahead of time I go mo- I go well not months sometimes I do to be honest if I've made a commitment and I say I just do which I have I do yoga Wednesday mornings at 10 I do a yin yoga class if I don't go to any other yoga that week I do that there's only been within the last um, however long, right, since I made that commitment to myself, I've only missed like one or two, right? And when I missed that, I made it a point to make it up by scheduling myself another time when it was not available, right, when I could not do that. And so find a time that works for you and say, it should consistently work for me to do this thing at this time, and I do that then. Give yourself an anchor, Right? Give yourself that anchor. It's a beautiful gift. And once it becomes a habit, you'll notice when you miss it. You'll notice how much it gives to you. And that could be anything that could be really doing your hair doing your makeup. It could be anything that you f- that provides you with a lot of comfort, something that triggers joy response, okay? We have so many, everybody talks about triggers, triggers, triggers f- in terms of trauma response. How about triggering joy? What triggers joy in you? Write down three things right now that trigger joy in you and then fucking put that on your goddamn schedule and stop fucking around. <laughs> uh, that's where I am right now. Okay, so do that. That is high priority. So using a planner, of course, I think is really, really helpful. Definitely putting pins in, anchors in that really support who you want to be, who you are, who you, and and by the way, you're human. So, you know, whatever human things you need to do, all those bio things, they are important. They are absolutely crucial for you. I cannot say it enough. Have I said it enough? (sighs) I go through so many, um, you know, anyways, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, I'm not always on a, you know, whatever, a rampage like this. But when it comes to being human, lean in, lean into your humanity, it will make you stronger, the more vulnerable and human you get, the stronger and more dynamic you become. My intention tonight, I took a yoga nidra class with um, the wonderful Stephanie, Stephananda um, at Three Trees Yoga. They're doing um, online classes. They're offering them um, with your class pass or by donation right now. And if you're, you know, even um, without financial means right now, it's free. It's a gift to you. They're doing that as a gift to the community. It's an incredible, credible thing. And, um, it won't last forever, but (laughs) I don't, hopefully not this quarantine will last for fucking ever. Let's stay tuned on all of that. But, but so, so, you know, now more than ever though, there's so many yoga studios and I'm sure that many of them are going online and there are live classes online. It's not just a static YouTube channel. It's not just, you know, Comcast on demand yoga, This is real people who are teaching right now who, you know, if you mention what you're working on or if you're neck stiff or whatever live, they can work that into the class that day. It's amazing. So anyway, I took a yoga nidra class tonight with Stephanie. And um, when we did our sankopas, which is a intention setting, like a life Uh, mission kind of it's it's sankalpa is really deeper than just an intention you know we do a lot of intention setting work for each new moon cycle with the moon work that I do but really a sankopa is almost like a it's like a it's a value statement for your life and what came to me in tonight's yoga nidra was and you say it as an affirmation so it's like as it's already happening as it's true so you kind of say it in an affirm affirmative way and mine was um i am freeing myself and that inspires others and i recognize how aquarian that is number 1 of me and also just like i freedom is a value that i i mean i autonomy freedom consent you know um access mobility flexibility is something that I think everyone deserves access to tools to create in their lives. And freedom to people means different things, surely. But for me, you know, being my myself, you know, and my Sankopa for the new year, I went to a little circle that it was a beautiful circle and it wasn't little either. Um, and, um, one of our sisters, my sisters at the wild wild woman project taught this, um, while, you know, new year's retreat day, day thing. And she, you know, um, said to question how many times you change your hat. And at that point, my Sankopa kind of became, it's like how, how little, And this is maybe just an intention for the new year, not as deep as this sankopa that I set today, which I think is really aligned and resonant with who I am, that by freeing myself, I inspire others. I really want to get to the point where I am no different, I mean, in one situation than another. How can I organize my life so that I don't, I don't put on a mask to go out into the world in any particular way in order to, you know, gain validation from others or gain attention from others or gain, I'm how it's like, I just, I just show up as I am. Right. And the saying at the, the retreat that day was, I will no longer change my hat for you. Right. If I want to change my hat, I want to try on something different. I want to be. I want to feel a certain way, or I feel a certain way, and I'm gonna respond in a certain way. Okay. Right. Like that's self-directed. It's um, self-actualizing. It's self-expression. It comes from my experience and from who I am and who I want to be in the world in that moment. That's my freedom. That's my true expression of self. And the closer I can get to that in every moment, I think serves others by inspiring them that they have permission to do the same. And I think that's a beautiful thing about today is I see so many people um, doing this. And of course, we see a lot of people putting on facades. And I'm not going to lie, like my Instagram account is a lot of full things And I share beautiful things and really beautiful things. And and I do share shadow. But, you know, it is a place where, you know, we polish everything up. And yet, you know, that is a part of me. My shadow work is mine. And so some people have access to that. And that's as true as I can be. If I were to also then just show all of that stuff to everyone, that's not truly protecting parts of me that are still tender right not everybody not everybody deserves that and deserve is maybe you know but they don't not everybody deserves absolute access to my deepest darkest desires secrets plans whatever right some of them are just mine And I encourage everyone to do whatever they feel in that realm, right? And some people are very private and they like to have everything to themselves. And that's cool, too. That doesn't mean you can't truly express yourself if you're not being super expressive and out there and all that stuff, right? If it's really true for you to be, you know, um, however you are, then be however you are, right? Don't change your hat for me, you know? You have your permission, my my permission, not that you fucking need it, right? But to freely be yourself. And, and at some point, I hope, my hope is that every person that I ever meet, what they get from me is that I'm not asking for their permission and they should not be asking for mine. And that that reverberates in a way that is... Amazing. Anyways, I was talking about working from home, right? (laughs) So, this Sankopa tonight was amazing. It really tuned me back into the anchor. And so, I sat down right away and made some plans to do some adjustments. I haven't been the healthiest quarantiner that I could be. And looking ahead, I was like, I really need to. Put drop the anchor again, stop flailing around in the drama of my mind and my stress and my worry and really get back to who I want to be in every moment Um, and quit changing the hat due to the circumstances outside of myself, right? Because even when I allow that power to kind of, oh, well, the news is dictating or these new numbers or this new whatever, 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 that circumstance kind of dictating how I respond and how I am in the world and giving me the excuse to eat that extra five pieces of chocolate. It's like, well, the world may be ending anyway, so I don't even know. Eating chocolate, ma-ha-ha, <laughs> you know? My rebel self is just like, yes, let's do it. And and Rebel Jenny is a force to be reckoned with. She's definitely amazing. But she also is the one that decided when, you know, when enough was enough because – you know, rebelling was some safe kind of place for me. Anyways, it's a whole psychological rabbit hole. So I really encourage you to drop the anchor into who you are. Take this time to really give yourself permission to make a big priority list and put those pieces into your schedule and work the other things around them, you know, and 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 don't apologize for it. That's what I've learned. Any other things, I guess they're secondary, you know, working from your, you know, from home, lots of people say like, definitely get dressed and definitely dress up and definitely blah, blah, blah. You know what I, I love, I love lighting a candle when I'm working, when I have office hours, right? I love giving myself office hours. Some of you may have to keep certain office hours anyways, but I love, you know, surrounding myself, it's like my work area is kind of sacred. I have an altar on it. I light a candle when I'm working, when I'm, you know, sometimes when I'm working on a specific thing, I'll, I'll burn a certain candle and like, you know, it, you know, giving myself, you know, it's really lovely to kind of have complete control over your own space. So working from home can be pretty amazing in that way. And if you're one of the essential folks who are going into the world, enjoy the traffic right now. Let me tell you, my husband's commute has dropped by almost an hour. It's crazy how quickly he can get to and from work right now. And so, you know, find the silver lining. And um, that is something that I think can really help us get through this time of shift and change as well as, you know. Finding what parts of your schedule you need to make non-negotiable and continue to make them sturdy so that you can still feel like yourself in this, because how you get through this is how you do everything, right? How I get through this is how I do everything. And so noticing some of the habits creeping in, I'm like, whoa, yeah, Jenny, that is how you do everything. You throw up your hands and you say it doesn't matter. Right. And looking at myself in that way, I'm like, I see my little self. I see my little self being frivolous and risky and being un, um, not risky. Well, I mean, I was risky when I was young, but I see my whole little self, you know, 12, 13, 15, 17. My young self who wanted to just act out and flail and, um, and really, you know, stick it to people and be, you know, part of that is who I am. But noticing where that comes from and how it can be a little self-abusive and self-destructive. Um, I, I've i outgrown that part in so many ways. And it's nostalgic for me to, you know, eat chips and chocolate and be like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's... Um, It's definitely slowly eroding some of the self-respect I have for myself, which, of course, I mean, honestly, it's okay, and I love myself. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really shift that, but I'm not dumb. I'm on to myself, right? I'm on to my own avoidance behaviors, buffering instead of using the tools and so when I went to yoga nidra tonight I was like well this what you should be this is what you should be doing or could be doing in little moments where you want to eat the snack and by the way of course I went you know that quarantine shopping trip it's like all the snacks you know my goodness it was like if if all this goes down I definitely want to end it on a snacky note (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I have more snacks in my house than I have in three years, and it's like, why did I do that? Now I'm trapped in my house with all these snacks, and I have to, like, face my own boredom, <laughs> and so this was not what I was supposed to talk about, but I hope it's relatable, and I hope I know um, how to get back from here. And even saying that, it's interesting. Like, I can see the pathway. It's very simple. And it's editing out um, that which has creeped back in um, and reminded me that I still have work to do. I still have stuff. And um, it's cool. I'm human. Super, super human. So I know that you're finding your superhumanity, too. In all of this, we're all in this together. We're all, you know, making it through. Yeah, best we can with what we have and I have snacks alright I love you, reach out say hello, let me know where you heard this podcast first what you like about it, what you want me to talk about if there's anything that um, you want to learn about astrology I've been doing a lot of lives I'd love to hear some topics that you'd love to hear about um, I'm on Instagram at Pain Goddess. And I'm on Facebook at Painted Goddesses, and you can go to paintedgoddess.com and check out some stuff. I got some cool things brewing. I had a huge breakthrough with the program that I'm designing for diving into your own natal chart, learning from your own cycles, and um, maybe you'll want to join me in a couple months when that goes live. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening if you've benefited from this podcast or enjoyed it in any way why don't you head over and do me a favor and rate review or subscribe it helps the algorithm find others just like you who are looking for this material I am so grateful that you're here if you'd like to work with me go to paintedgoddess.com and see what is new take care